If you've just tuned in, a very good morning to you and welcome to Cape Talks Overnight Live. I'm your host, Blue Masoga, the original blueprint. And on the line, we are speaking to <laughs> Sean Collard, lifestyle coach, about how to lead when you are not in charge. And if you'd like to join the conversation to share your ways of how you exercise leadership when you're not in charge, please do call in on 021-446-0567 or you can SMS us on 31567. Alternatively, you can WhatsApp us on 072-567-1567. So, Sean, I mean, leaders work in a different way. I feel like every leader has their own kind of like formula or format yeah. of leading and so yeah. forth. Um, and some share it with their protégés um, and some don't. And I just was wondering if perhaps you could um, suggest ways one can exercise leadership when they're not in charge. So, for instance, for me, um, um, I know that it's having the courage to act. It's keeping my work at the center of everything I do and it's being um, value-driven and being obvious about it as well. I mean, that's quite important. And I communicate both the big and little picture and lastly as you know i would you and i speak about this most of the time is i tap into um my sense or, or rather not only just my sense of my purpose but my my, my subordinate sense of of purpose very good mm. very very good um yeah I'm, i was thinking about it um i was at one of the um in fact i'll tell you it's a marriott hotel in mowbray and if you go to the marriott hotel in mowbray the actual location of where it sits is not necessarily the best location logically when you look at what Cape Town hotels have to offer as far as location goes. It's very nice in the middle of everywhere, but it's not necessarily the best of views in town when you know the different hotels. But the most amazing thing is people flock there, and when you go inside, you understand why, because of the ambience, the the inside, when you walk in, there's this beautiful fire, so you get a warm welcome in winter, the lounges, but the crazy thing is you don't see the boss that often. Mm. And I know them, I've done a lot of training with them, and I've been to a lot of events there. And it's quite amazing because as a good leader, good leadership is no leadership. So in other words, you should be able to leave your environment and when you come back, your staff is doing it better than when you were there. For sure. Okay, so that's how he works. Mm. And the most amazing thing is I sit there and I watch people who don't carry the title, but oh my word, do they just take it so much further than he could possibly do on his own. And he knows that's amazing. that without his team, he's not going to accomplish it. The, the crazy thing about um, uh, who he is, his name's Marcel, is that he grows his staff to go which is actually quite terrifying because he creates these incredible, well, I can't say he creates incredible people. He empowers them. He celebrates them. Mm. He gives them the information. And those individuals have to choose to lead. And every single person in their own department, they're not the boss. But, oh, my gosh, do they lead. And when you come into contact with each one, they take it so personally and take it with so much pride that you would think they were the boss of the organization mm. because they've got such an invested interest in, in it. So the, the most important thing with you as a person who's a leader is you, a, you've got to learn the skills. So you've got to identify once you've made the decision and say, I want to be a leader. And then in your own world, in your own position, you must lead. We tend to, and I think you mentioned it just before we, started chatting is is that 
people seem to only lead when they have a title. Yeah. And that is totally wrong because a leader is a leader uh, and there's no title necessary because the crazy thing, a servant leader does not fight for title. Title's not important to them. People are. Yeah. And they understand if they gain a title, it gives them more opportunity to serve more people. That's very true. I'm hoping that a lot of millennials are listening to us when you say that um, um, a title is a title and one shouldn't think that a title then makes you a leader. I mean, I used to work Oof. with quite uh, some Gen Zs who would, say, who would really want like a fancy title um, yeah. and it would feel like that then means that they are in a much more senior position. And I would like one of the things I would I would stress to them is that don't worry about a title. Like like you just said, Sean, yeah. like love what you do and like what when you do your work then it shows that you are a leader even without your leader being around but then Sean you also get um, some people that are afraid of taking the lead and why do you think that that is the case they don't have skills mm-hmm. you know my daughter passed her driver's license but she couldn't drive a car okay she nearly killed us when she took us to the roadhouse to celebrate with a milkshake because, <laughs> because she was terrified. Oh, so girl. I had to take her and I had to drive her around and teach her how to be comfortable. And she's an exceptional driver today. Oh, so a lot of times, this is where we make, um, John Maxwell says this, and John Maxwell's an incredible leadership teacher, is he says everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. You should not be giving people titles without training them how to be a leader. Because we give people titles because they serve so well and they've been in a company for so long and now they've moved up through the company and now today you give them a title and now all of a sudden they go, oops, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And there's no way they're going to say they don't know what they're doing. They're not going to admit that you've put them in a position that they can't cope with. And then you're so disappointed as a leader because I had so much, uh, you had so much promise and I had so much faith in you and just look at you, you can't handle what you do. Dealing with people is an extreme talent and, and skill to learn. And what you should be doing as a leader is you should be teaching people before you give them the title. 100%. They need to know what serve and protect is. They need to realize that people are the most important assets. They need to provide community. They need to give people hope. So when you're a fantastic leader or the ultimate leaders, it's not they're not king of the industry. You can put them in any industry. They are king because they know how to to find value in people and grow people around them. That's what identifies a good leader. And then obviously you're going to give that person a title. So in other words, they grow into their title. Yeah. You, you, as you're saying, is people take care of their own world, lead themselves as individuals before they leave others, lead others, and automatically people are going to add titles to them. I've got one youngster that's been in my life for, for many years, and I've done a lot of um, coaching with him, and he's a personal friend, and he's part of my gaming team. And he told me the other day, he said, ah, yeah, they're going to promote me um, to, to store manager. And I'm going, yeah, that's not a surprise. You carry all the characteristics that yeah. organization would be stupid not to call you a leader in the way that you do what you do. And they want to give you a title because when you have a title, you have influence and then you duplicate yourself in the people around you. Yeah, that's very true. And how does, yeah. how does, how does one then get to that mindset that 
we are all leaders, especially for people like um, I, I think you you mentioned it, where there are some leaders who don't want to share some information, and I know that as well. But then, how do mm. we how do we get to that mindset that we're all leaders? So, yeah. Well, um, one thing that um, actually John Maxwell taught me many years ago: there's there's difference between the people. You have players and pretenders. So first, everyone starts off as a player. They want to make things happen, and they want to pay the price, and they fight hard, they work hard. Then they get to a position, and then they start to get comfortable. They start to get secure, and and they've got what they've always fought for. Now they pretend to keep their position, Mm. and they hang on to it, and then they become managers. So that whole leadership of moving on, moving forward, is is set aside because the 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 travel up to that position was so hard they now feel they've got to do everything in the power to keep it and that's where you have people that are threatened by up and coming people people with ideas young people that have creativity and sense all of a sudden get squashed and they can't grow further than the leadership above them is because those guys forget what leaders are. And, you know, I used to think you said it that everyone's a leader. I had to change it to the sense of saying everyone has more than the ability to be a leader, but not everyone's leading Mm. because there are certain ground zero principles that make you a leader. And if you are not applying that in your world, you cannot carry that title as a leader because you're not qualified. Yeah. And so, I mean, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yes, do go on. No, no, you can. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you, you did mention that, um, you know, some people are afraid to take leadership because of maybe not having the sufficient um, skills, you know. And yeah. I'm now thinking while listening to you is that then why are some in leadership positions failing? You know, they do have the skills. Um, well, not, not all of them, maybe let me just put it that way, um, but they're failing. And I, I'm not going to mention any names, um, yes, but, fine. you know, <laughs> I, I'm not, I still love my job. But, you know, we've seen like, some, some funny leaders in our country and you're just like, wait a minute, what is going on here? You're failing at your job. Yeah, you know, that's, that's if I think back now, um, we teach uh, a course called Ultimate Leadership. Mm. Now, it used to be called leadership. And it was called leadership because leadership had certain qualities and characteristics that made you that person. Now, when you look at leaders, you can't use that title anymore. But the, the word leader is more of a, of a scare word than it is a word that makes you feel comfortable. It's like when somebody walks up and says, hi, this guy's a pastor. Um, in some cases, it used to be, well, fantastic, I honor you. Now you're going, oh, what kind of pastor? So now you come up and say, this guy's your leader, and people are going, oh, what kind of leader? Because if you knew the leader that I know, so we turned around and said, okay, we have to now create a buzzword that puts the cap on everything and settles it once and for all and said, okay, the ultimate leader is that person who serves and protects. They are the servant leader. So the person who's at the top of the food chain of leadership is a servant leader. And a servant leader is the person that serves and protects the people for the sake of the people. Mm. So I will protect. Now, can I give you an example? For sure. 
I love this example. Let's say we were going to go climb a mountain. I'm the leader, okay, and I have a team of 10 people. We're going to climb the, the, the mountain. I will assess in that leadership, uh, in that group of 10 people, who's the most qualified to lead us up the mountain. And then they will get the leadership role to get us up the mountain. Mm. So I will submit to them because of their skill and their talent in that arena. If anything goes wrong, I'm taking responsibility. Yeah. But I need them to lead us up the mountain. When we get top to the top of the mountain, the fact that we're safe and we're fantastic and that person led us really well, we're now going to cross a river. If we're going to cross a river, I'm going to find the most qualified person within that group to lead us across the river. And they will now be the next leader for this assignment in this um, next task that we do. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, I'm going to take responsibility because I'm the ultimate leader. Mm. But I will submit to that person because they have the skills to cross that river. Yeah. And that's how we work as a team. Yeah. I love that, an- it, that analogy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always made it nice and clear for me. Mm. And, and ask me if I'm a team, lead, uh, if I'm a team person. Are you a, a team, team player? Are you a team player? Um, well, um, I'm actually probably not because I'm very good at what I do on my own in the arena that I do it. Mm-hmm. If I take a task, I take it on, I do it with excellence, and I'm probably the best at what I do. Mm. But I do understand that no person is fantastic on their own, and when I look at my dreams and aspirations, I realize there's no way that I can achieve this on my own. So I have to surround myself with people that can complement me and complete me to achieve the goals that I want to achieve. So, yeah, I suppose I'm a team player. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a bit of both leader and being a team player. I'm comfortable in both um, aspects. Um, and in yeah, my, but you in, have to be, you yeah. see, mm. because, because that's the point. If we go, are oh, you a team player? People love to hide in a team. They love to put the blame on somebody else and somebody else might take the responsibility if everything if anything goes wrong, I need you to be fully functional on your own and to be able to lead yourself. Yeah. But then when I put you in a team, you understand how the team complements you as an individual and together you're even better. Yeah. And so in other words, we uh, like if I talk, I don't say uh, teamwork. I say teams work. teams work. And this is why teams work. But people need to lead themselves before they lead anybody. Yeah. How many leaders do you know that in public are squeaky clean, behind closed doors, scum of the earth? Yeah. Quite a few. Not, but again, I'm not that, naming any names tonight. <laughs> that, that is not a leader. They cannot carry their title because the very nature of the word leadership is for the sake of others, not for yourself. 100%. 100%. You, you cannot lead others. Unless you can lead yourself. Yeah. I mean, earlier on, you mentioned um, just with after giving us a definition of a leader um, yes. and what makes a good leader and a bad leader. Um, you, you spoke about a mom is also a leader. And I guess, yes. it, I mean, this this does apply to homes. It really does. And I say this because it starts in the home. It start, and, and that's. You know, Sean, like, Sean, you're reading my mind now. And I feel like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I started the show by just saying um, the importance of family, um, 
whether yeah. whether it is the family you were born into or raised by or even chosen um and now and i i really want to know like does the leadership differ here and also how can family play a role in training you to be a leader in society because essentially if you don't work for yourself as an entrepreneur you're going to be working for someone else as an employee and yes. yeah well just to settle that one quickly is a person knows how will always have a job mm. So we live our lives learning how. Yeah. The person who knows why will always be a boss. Interesting. So here's the thing is I teach you how to find your why. And if, it's, if somebody employs you, it's by your permission because that position is going to allow you to directly or indirectly fulfill your why. So you always work for yourself and you give permission to people to use you and your services. So you are in business for yourself. Okay. That rattles it a bit. Eh? Yeah, it does. I'm like, okay, wow, all right. <laughs> so, look, I learned it when I did real estate because in real estate what happens is I interview you because for every rand I'm going to make, I'm giving you 50%. And what do I get for my 50 cents of every rand I make? I need a desk. I need advertising. I need a business card. I need resources. I need training. And that's why, uh, that's how I choose what real estate company I serve because we're in partnership. Mm. Now, you take that to a job. If I'm going to allow you to employ me, what do I get for me coming to serve you and your company? What's the exchange? Mm. So when I train people to go get um, jobs for, uh, or go for interviews, you inv- interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. So if you know your wine life, you choose who you want to work work with. 100%. And it always scares me whenever people are being interviewed and when they have the opportunity to ask questions, they never really do want to ask questions because they always feel like, I need this job and I'm not going to ask any questions because I don't don't want to come across as that person that always has a question to ask. Absolutely. But who do you land up hiring? The person who has the courage to ask the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what are the working times or what are the what is the culture like in here? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, leadership skills and so forth. And, I mean, earlier on, Sean, you mentioned um, this lady that you believe is your um, your 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 leader or, or rather, let me say, someone you look up to. Um, is there yeah. anyone else that um, you feel like you look up to in, in, in this day and age? I'm not sure if she's still in your life or not. Um, yeah, my wife. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. That's so sweet. Now, yeah, you, you said it, you were saying it earlier. For me, it, it does begin in the home. Yeah. My daughter from homeschooled by my wife took a year off and went to interview the, the local principal at the high school to see whether she wanted to to join his school and if he could serve her correctly. And I was in that interview, and I'm looking at this young teenager going, where on earth did she get this from? And you look at her mother and you look at her father mm. and you get an understanding. And the principal at the end said, listen, I suggest you rather go to college because we're not going to serve you in what you want to achieve in your world. That's what he told her. And I'm looking at this and this young girl's like 17 years old. And when I look at my wife, this is the most amazing thing is you've got to surround yourself with people who believe in you and your dream more than you do until one day you believe it too. Yeah. So the one thing about my wife and her leadership ability, she has this most amazing ability to hold you accountable to be the best that you can be all the time. Yeah.
That's amazing. So there's many a times as me as a leader going, oh, you know, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And she goes, okay, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, what do you mean? You know, they offended me. She says, yeah, but you're the leader. How are you going to initiate and create restoration because you're the leader? Mm. And how many times did I hate that? And how many times did I take a deep breath and say, okay, off I go again? So accountability is people holding you responsible to be the best person that you can be. And I can promise you that I'm incredibly good on my own. I really am. But as soon as you meet my wife, you're going to know why. Yeah. She's the leader of of that household. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Well, you see, that's the most amazing thing is is when you're leading by permission, Mm. it works like this. I'm the leader of this home. And I have my wife's permission to say so. So even though my wife fulfills certain roles and she's exceptionally good at it, as soon as something goes wrong, I stand and defend. Because I empower her into that position, but as a leader, I will serve her and protect her in that position. Mm. So in order to gain authority, you submit to authority. So at this moment in time, you are on Cape Talk, aren't you? Yes, I am. By permission of the authority. That is correct. But the only thing is, they can't all of a sudden burst into the studio and because they're the ultimate authority, they can't take it away from you. Oh, that is very true too. Yeah. So at this moment in time, you are the ultimate authority because you are submitting to authority. Mm. And that authority that you're submitting to you now override them for the time that you're on air because they gave you their authority to be where you are. So now all of a sudden you're empowered. Mm. So in, in, in the olden days, you would have a guy that was a farmer and he would give his ring to a warrior and the warrior would give his ring to the farmer. So whenever you encountered the, the farmer, you would see a man who farms that can fight and when you see the warrior, you see a man that can fight who has access to food. Oh, wow. Because when you sit at the table, that's who you come to the table with. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So it does start when, when, when my daughter or my son go into the world, they have me backing them. Yeah. So if we... One of the things that I do in my why is to raise up the next generation of young people and thinkers like yourself mm. and to restore the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children because the fathers need to take up their responsibility as leaders and empower their families mm. in the correct way. Yeah. I'm not talking, uh, I know I've said this before and people are like, oh, if you only knew my husband, but... And if he had to lead, I'd go, no, 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 that's not a leader. Let's yeah. be fair. I oh, know. That that's amazing. Sean, yeah. thank you.